Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 196 of the Juicebox podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Dancing for Diabetes, Dexcom, and Omnipod. There are links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com for all the sponsors, but you can always go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, or dancing4diabetes.com to learn more. Today's episode is with Susan. Susan reached out and wanted to know if I had an episode about depression, anxiety, and the mental health aspect of type 1 diabetes. I didn't, so I asked her to come on to talk about it. In her initial outreach to me, she said that she had struggled with these things prior to the diagnosis of her daughter, but that they got amped up, in her words, after diabetes. She said she was doing better now, but had her moments and wanted to know if other people could share their insights so that she could learn. Turns out I didn't have an episode about that. So Susan came on very generously to talk about her life. For a topic that I wasn't sure I could find fun in, we really did. And yet got out a lot of really interesting stuff. So sit back, relax, and remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should ever be considered advice, medical or otherwise. This is Susan. My name is Susan. My daughter, Genevieve, is 16, and she's our T1D. I also have another daughter, Michaela, who's 14, who is not T1. And, yeah, we've been doing this for almost two years now. Okay. Um, okay, Genevieve, was she was diagnosed when she was 14? Yes. So you... You reached out and you were like, hey, do you have any episodes about like anxiety, depression, like the mental health stuff that goes along with type 1 diabetes? And I was like, I don't, but do you want to come on and talk about something? <laughs> Felt bad about sure. that, by the way, Susan. I'm sorry. but uh, Oh, no, no, no. I was like, oh, I've done it now. Trust me, you're not the first person to get sucked in like that. Uh, there have been other people like, do, does any, especially the poor MDI people, is there anybody on that talks about MDI? I'm like, there'll be you if you come. So, um so I really appreciate you first having the question and then secondly reaching out and thirdly being willing to be the guinea pig for this co- for this conversation. Um, so so I guess tell me a little bit about you know when when Genevieve was diagnosed. It, w- you know, well I guess let me ask a question first. Would you say that you are you a family who lived in kind of an an anxiety lifestyle to begin with, or did this come with the diabetes? Yeah, well, see, yes. So I've struggled my whole life with uh, regulating my my uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. I have issues with depression. Um, it's always been something that I've lived with. Like, I, And I didn't realize it until I was oh, in my 20s that it was a problem. Okay. Um, and I had kids in my 30s, and, um, and now... I'm not 30 anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, so over the years, I've you know done some work and I learned all kinds of coping skills and you know and different things like that. Um, but then when I had Genevieve, you know she always was an anxious child, and she I mean I remember having conversations well what whatever you call a conversation with a four year old <laughs> about the fact that she didn't want to drive when she was older. <laughs> because cars scared her. 
That's interesting. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Especially at four. Yeah. You're like, listen, yeah. I don't know when this is exactly going to happen in my life, but I can tell you right now I'm not getting involved. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to live I, I my life in this house and anywhere about 150 yards from here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, we were. I think we were driving to preschool or something, and I was joking with her, like, you, you, you want to get in the – she was sitting behind the wheel waiting for me, I think. I'm like, let's go. She's like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, lady, yeah. you don't understand me. Or maybe you <laughs> right. do and you're just ignoring it, but I'm never, yeah, that's, well, that is really something to see it go back yeah, um, that yeah. far is interesting. And did you recognize it for what it was then? Or back then, did you just think like, wow, my kid's thinking about weird things? Well, I, yes and no. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, what four-year-old thinks like this, right? And I'm like, oh, great. My kid thinks like this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which kid? <laughs> you know? Which kid? The one I made. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then her sister, she has always been kind of quir- love her to death, by the way. It's been quirky, too. Like, I would cut her nails, and she'd be like, those are mine. Put them back on. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> you always yeah. know you're in for hearing something fun about someone's kids when they preface it by going, no, I like the kid. I just want to make sure you <laughs> understand that first. <laughs> you know that mother's curse? I hope you have one that's just like you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I have to tell you the fingernails thing. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh so early on in a serious subject, but that one's fantastic. I, right? I, that might have been like, I might have been like, hey, honey, let's go to the mall and maybe mommy will forget you there. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you can go bother someone else with this fingernail situation. Um, exactly. Yeah, but, no. you know, on the other hand, both of them went to the same preschool at different times because, of course, they're different ages. Mm-hmm. Um I go to drop them off and I'm hanging out and the first couple days they don't want me to leave. By like the third day, independent of each other, right? They look at me and go, you can go now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, We're see you later. You. As I'm running away, right? Yeah, yeah right. I'm like, <laughs> like, wow, is this true? Can I get out of here for real? That'd be like, great. I know. Well, that, so, so, yeah. so, so it, it, it comes and goes and it's wrapped around different things, right? Like, exactly. I got exactly. you. Yeah, and so... Genevieve had started high school. We start high school in our district at ninth grade. And the the little, we live in a really big area, but we live in a very small school district. and only had five schools, six schools for K through eight. And so she went to the next district over for high school. So she went from this middle school of a, I'd say at the time, 600 kids to a high school of almost 1,600. Okay. And, and it's high school, and it's different, and the schedule is blah, blah, right? hmm And the whole year, she is just amped up. I mean, everything is making her nervous, and everything is just to the nth degree. And I'm like, God, it's a good thing I only have two kids. And now I know why boarding school is invented. Um, <laughs> too bad I'm married for love and not money. You know? <laughs> oh, poor guy. That's terrible. Oh, I know. As he sits right here. <laughs> yeah, he that's very nice. <laughs> uh, it's an old joke. But, you know, <laughs> what happened was that, um, looking back, I think she was sick. You think, you I'm know? sorry, what? I think she was starting to get sick. Okay. Um, so you think the diabetes was on its way then? Yeah. How would you like to smile? And I mean smile really big. All you have to do is go to dancingfordiabetes.com. 
That's dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. Go get yourself a smile. She started not looking well, I would say probably February. But her demeanor really started to change at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, everything was doom and gloom. And it, she was the typical 14 year old drama child. You know, picking on her sister, and I am just fine. I don't need, you know. I think right? I'm aware of what you're talking about. Yeah, you have a thir- but Arden 13? Yes. If I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm married. I mm-hmm. have people in my life who I would <laughs> never say act like that because I'm afraid they'll kill me in my sleep. But right? I mean, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So you think it was her higher blood sugars maybe coupled with anxiety or do you do you look back yes. now and think maybe it was more about the high blood sugars or is it hard to know? I think it's hard to know, but I wrote it off for so long as her just being 14. Demothy, yeah. In 14 yeah. and a girl and in high school and blah, 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 right? And she has always been um, on the 95th percentile of height and weight. Mm-hmm. So she's always been like an Amazon. And around Christmas time, she's like, I want to drop a few pounds. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, okay, more high school stuff. Let's just keep an eye on it. She just wasn't doing anything crazy. And um, I needed to buy a swimsuit for her in California, or at least in our school district. They have a swim unit because we have a pool at the school. Most high schools have pools. And I bought her a swimsuit and she comes out to show me that it fits or not and she's so proud of herself mm-hmm. because she's lost some weight and um less than a month later we went to go shopping for some spring clothes and she just seemed off all week we were on break in fact it was where we have april break for mm-hmm. spring and she we go to the i put give her some clothes she goes into the dressing room and she goes mom i need a bigger size and i'm thinking to myself no, you don't, because you've been losing weight. And I go in there, and I look at her, and the clothes are just falling off of her. And she's like, I need bigger size. I go, no, honey, you need a smaller size. Right. And I'm realizing, oh, my God, she's not just not feeling well. Her cognitive ability is not there. Oh, wow. So you that there was a disconnect between, like, bigger and smaller that she couldn't yeah. eat. Okay. How... Mm-hmm. Uh, how how much after that are we at the hospital being diagnosed? Because I'm dying to know Two where, weeks. what what was Two her weeks. A1C when that happened. Fourteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she was really in trouble, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and um, she doesn't mind me telling the story, although it is embarrassing. But you know, I'm a mother. That's my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we can you tell that we use humor a lot to. to I think use? it's very valuable. So <laughs> if she's all right with it, I'm all right with it. Let's go. Yeah. So. By this time, speaking, going back a little bit to the anxiety, by this time, she was having what I call mental health days at least once a month, where she would wake up and just not be able to do the day. Mm-hmm. And she was an A student, so I'm like, okay, just stay home, have a mental health day, get your poop together, yeah. you know, and go back to school the next day, and we'll just take it as it comes, right? Right. So then, of course, we have this April break, and she, I can tell her cognitive ability is off. And then she just keeps going downhill from there. And um, 
she's sleeping a lot. She, you know, she didn't even nap as a baby. And mm-hmm. here she's coming home every day and taking naps. Her color is off. Um, just everything, right? And um, that last week, before she, she got diagnosed on April 5th. So that week before, she, she's kind of just doing her thing, but really off. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, like, by Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, Mom, I haven't gone to the bathroom. I can't remember the last time I went to number two. Oh, jeez. I know. And I'm like, okay. And thinking back to the whole shopping experience, I'm like, wow, what? I wonder how long it's been. So I start tracking her. And so by Friday, she hadn't gone. And so I start giving her stuff. It starts out really mild and, you know, I have some prune juice. And right, right. Let's do this. And by um, Sundays, nothing had happened, but she had thrown up. And so I kept her home on Monday, and I told my husband, I'm going to give her a fleet enema. And that stuff's like rocket fuel. Right, right. And if that doesn't work, I'm scared. And I was already scared. Yeah, sure. And, of course, so my anxiety starts to kick in because I am like, you know, what the heck is going on? Right. I give her, I give her the enema. It doesn't even move her. Right. And so I call him. I said, can you please come home? He commutes from like literally over an hour away mm-hmm. because of traffic. He doesn't get home till That's the late California. afternoon. Yeah. So he's yeah. like three we, blocks from your house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, so he gets home and I'm like, you got to go to the the clinic, the walk-in clinic. I didn't even want to try to get an appointment. And so we go to the walk-in clinic and we're there and the longer we're there and she's so lethargic and she's the, um, the on-call doctor was actually a pediatrician and she looks at Genevieve and she goes, you know, I don't know. What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe mono. I'm not sure, you know? And she, she's like, well, we're going to run some tests and, ran some tests and some numbers were off and she goes, we're going to run some more tests. And she comes back and she's like, well, Genevieve's diabetic. I'm like, huh? What? What does that mean? What are we talking about? Wilford Brimley is diabetic. I saw that on television. That doesn't make any sense. So you had no, and so no, no diabetes in your family, nothing that made you think about any of this. Well, okay. That's the irony because type two runs in my family. Um, my grandmother was diabetic. My dad was diabetic. Type two. Yeah. Uh, my great grandmother. Um. So when the when the first when she first says diabetes, do you think like do you attach it to like what your parents had? And, yeah, to and a think certain that? extent. Right. Yeah, to a certain extent, but at the same time, no, because the presentation was so completely different. different. Yeah. You know, and the other irony is is that I'm always. You know, trying to be a good mom, drink your water, do this, do that, right? And when we were at that shopping trip in earlier in April, she's like, "My mom, I need a new water bottle." Like, got like ten. Um, she goes, "No, I need a bigger one." And I'm like, "You know, Genevieve, drinking a lot of water is a sign of diabetes. We should, you know, kind of keep an eye on that." And then I immediately forgot that conversation. Oh wow, isn't like, that funny? And what was the distance between that and and being in that clinic? Two weeks. Two weeks. Well, you know, listen, first of all, it takes a while to figure it out. There's no reason to think, you know, a lot of the things you mentioned, I remember with Arden, like the last bowel movement she had was in a diaper 
and I mm-hmm. and it was so dry that I like squeezed yeah. it through the diaper and it broke. Right. It was it, like it crushed, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." And you would think that I would have went, "Well, that's weird." Call an ambulance, <laughs> but you, you know, right? Because that right. really would have been the way to go. And then right. you know, days and days later, when we figure out that she has diabetes, and then you look back with hindsight, you think, "Wow, I was watching her die, like she yes. was she was dying," and I was and I was busy going, "Uh." You want a fleet enema? <laughs> you, right? You know, right, right. The, it really does make you feel terrible. But in the end, there's no way to really know. You, you know, right. it's not, it's just, it's in the end, it becomes, it's lucky that you figured it out. You got her somewhere and it got caught and, and she didn't end up being a, you know, a, a sad statistic it's, of being, you know, of being diagnosed too late. Well, exactly. so tell me this then. That's a pretty incredible story. When, the diabetes gets there and everything's, you know, you're, you're back home. And is it, when, when does the mental health stuff present itself? Is it immediately? And how does it affect things? Right. Well, for me, I just went into, you know, um, standard operating procedure mode, right? Mm-hmm. We do this and we do that. And um, we're part, uh, we were blessing and a curse. We um, are part of the um, Lucille Packard Stanford Hospital a system. Okay. And so we get really great care. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a teaching hospital. Really smart people who, and I've, you know, I feel kind of bad saying this because, of course, I've kept my daughter alive. But um, kind of on the clueless side. We're just getting started uh, in the world of of medicine and they're seeing, maybe sometimes they're seeing things for the first time or still figuring it out. Well, it's just all very clinical, you know? Okay. So as far as, you know, textbooky, I got right? You. So they, they're very knowledgeable by the time they actually see patients on a regular basis, they're full fledged doctors. This is their practice. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, everything's always like, Hmm, that's interesting. You know, I so mean, there's they no don't personality really... to it, and and the feels aren't exactly. there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to navigate this world. I'm trying to navigate this world on no sleep. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you know. Um, and so, it's just on top of all of this, they they're telling me, oh no, she needs to do manage it all by herself because almost an adult. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, at 14, how you're almost an adult. Yeah. I'm like two weeks ago. I thought she was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The kid doesn't know the difference between bigger and smaller. Exactly. Listen to me. <laughs> and you're asking her to dose herself. Are you on crack? Yeah. You know, no, I hear you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. You've got four PhDs. Got it. So you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, this whole time, this whole years has been uh, for me an internal mental struggle about how much to manage and how much to let go, which has just, and I was just telling my husband last night, it has just thrown me to the wolves, you know, and you add to the sleeplessness on top of it, even with the, uh, we have a Dexcom and, um, like the other night I was up till one o'clock because I was watching a trend and I'm like, eh, I don't like this trend too much. And it started to even out and I'm like, okay, I think I'm safe. I go to bed, I literally fall asleep, and the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. But I'm so tired, I didn't even hear the alarm. He didn't hear the alarm. Genevieve didn't hear the alarm. 
And she wakes up and she's, oh, she's, oh Mom, I'm only in the 50s. I'm like, okay, what'd you do? She goes, ah, I had a juice and some candy and went back to sleep. But it took me a while to do that. And Cause she, Did she <laughs> struggle a little bit to, like, with her dexterity and to actually take it and think, get her, wake herself up to, to do it, all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, I laid in bed going, I really should get up, but I really don't want to. This bed's warm and <laughs> the, the the low blood sugar death spiral. I'll just right. sit here and die. And so right. I, I tell you, I, I've, I've said it on here before. I've, I've watched Arden sit in my living room and say, I'm like, hey, you got to get up and get something. She's like, I'm just going to sit here and die. And I think partly she's joking and I think partly she's right. in that she's mode. Not. Yeah, where her brain's like going, it's going to be all right. Like, go to the light. You know, yeah. and so I hear you. Um, well, listen, first of all, you know, sitting up and watching – like something you think is going to happen. I think we all have done that. That That's certainly right. true. Can you tell me like a, like a little nuts and bolts? What were you looking at as a number and, and like around that one o'clock time? Where did it go where you're like, oh, this is going to be okay. And I went to sleep. You guys, you guys are great. In the last 30 days, more Juice Box podcast listeners have gone to try a free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod Tubeless Insulin Pump than almost at any other time in the four years I've been doing this podcast, there was only one month with more link clicks. And that month, I was on. My, my ads were great that month. You didn't even have a chance. But seriously, if you haven't tried the Omnipod yet, did you know that they have a free, no-obligation demonstration? They'll send you a pod in the mail, and you can actually wear it and see what you think. There's no obligation, as I just said. And you know what that means. You're not obligated to do anything. And it is 100% free. And free is the best amount of money you can owe somebody. I mean, if you owed somebody 10 cents, that's not even as good as free. I mean, for 10 cents, you'd have to like get an envelope, write a check, put a stamp on it. Probably cost you $1.50 to send somebody 10 cents. But free, you don't even have to send. They don't ask you over at the Omnipod to put like nothing in an envelope and send it to them. There's nothing for you to do except try on the pod and say to yourself, hey, that Scott guy at the podcast He's making sense. This thing is amazing. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing. I want to wear a tubeless insulin pump. I want to set temp basils. I want to do extended boluses. I want to live free of tubing, free of needles. This is what I want. And how do I get that? I go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box, where I click on the links in these show notes on your podcast player right now or at juiceboxpodcast.com. You know you want to. Yeah. So it had started out around 120, and it was dot, dot, dot down to around 93. Mm-hmm. And then it played with 92 and 93 for like five or six dots. And like I said, by then it's one o'clock, and I've convinced myself this is fine. It's going to hold up. Yeah. yeah. It's going to hold up. Not really... And some of it might be me being tired, and some of it might be me just wishful thinking. Yeah. Not this really. Be you know. okay. I'm going to sleep now. Right? No, no. Exactly. I, I, yeah. um, uh, you know, if I had looked at the previous thoughts, which I knew about, but I was just so focused on those three or four or five mm-hmm. that, um, you know, she was like 300. You know, a couple hours earlier. Okay. 
So you're um, you're in that spot really where we talk about that a lot. Like highs end up causing lows because yes. you get the 300 because you've mistimed some insulin at some point, probably for your dinner. And then mm-hmm. eventually you look at that 300 long enough and you go, oh, okay, more insulin. But then now the insulin's in and it's mistimed off the back end of the carbs. The carbs disappear, then the insulin's left over. You have a big blood sugar, so it takes time for it to come down. But then when it gets in that like, not that free fall, but that drift. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to stop that drift ever. Like it, it, you probably, it's interesting, but at, isn't it when you stop and think about it, if 1130 ish, you would have just shut her basil off for probably an hour that exactly. 90, that 93 probably would have held up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so have you seen that in the past? Yes. Um, you, you know, and we go in, we go in spurts about it. Because the more I hands off I am, the more this tends to happen. And the irony is, is that so I started listening to the Juice Box podcast. I'd say September, like right after school started for us. Okay, this and year. So I would. Or at yeah, the end of last, year. the end of 2017, you started listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this last school year, and so I would say, hey, I listened to this guy, and you know, and she's like, oh, that's interesting. And she loved hearing stories. So I'd pick her up and she'd love hearing stories about Arden Mm -hmm. and, and you and, you know, whoever caller I listened to that day. Sometimes it was two or three because I tend to binge stuff. Plus you're in California, Um, you're stuck in your car. So it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I never understood really why I have way more downloads in California until I stopped (laughs) and thought about the, um, like, because every state in the country listens to this podcast, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And countries around the world, almost in all of them. But man, California is disproportionately bigger for downloads. And I realize now you people are just trapped in your cars. We are. (laughs) I don't know why I pay a mortgage, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. I shower shower at the house and live in the car. (laughs) Um, So, you know, so we talk a lot about trends and we talk a lot about, you know, let's try to head things off. And she's gotten, when she thinks about it when she's actively managing she's really good she mm-hmm. has she keeps her a1c between i'd say six six and seven that's great um which i mean well, mommy would like better but she's doing it on her own as a 16 year old i think that's amazing yeah it's really great you know because i really don't i like i don't even know i have to, every time i touch that pdm because we also have an omnipod mm-hmm. i have to stop and think how does this damn thing work oh you well know? that's great so she really does have a hold of it then and, oh yeah! And listen, to get the three hundred, I mean, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's all the time. Obviously, with that A one C, so she's doing great. But yeah, but it's but it is. It becomes a bigger thought, like the rest of like how to get this three hundred down as quick as I can without it being a low later, and, and especially bumping up on you know going to bed and what's you know. Well, and and this is the this is the thing, and where this whole like is she not. Is she depressed? Is she anxious? Is she not paying attention? Is she, um, is she like, oh well, it's you know, this is my life now, you know, and or is it just her being sixteen and not wanting to? Or is it it all that a little bit mixed together? And how are you Mm -hmm. going to figure that out, right? And I, and I manage. I'm the one who manages the night stuff. If it comes up, sure. If I if I wake up, um, <laughs> no. If it um, works out like that, yeah, that, right, yeah. exactly. And um, because remember, my husband doesn't live with us; he lives in the car. Um, 
you know, so it's like, okay, this isn't you having a low and feeling like crap the next day. It's me too, you know? And so then I think about my, and everyone keeps going, because we're in the college season. You have an older one too. So, you know, we're the whole, you know, SAT and where are you going to college and have you visited and blah, blah, blah. And here's me. I start spiraling going, um, yeah, how's that going to work? You know, because I'm not going to be there if she goes away to school. But I don't want to, I don't want diabetes to define her life. Okay. You no. know? No, for sure. So. Well, let's see what I mean? It no, just no, no, goes no, no, on no. and on and on. I do. Okay. So we'll take a break here for a second while Indy drinks water. What are you doing? I let the <laughs> water on the floor and the dog never, all right, just let it happen. We'll put the ad in here. Do you know that since Dancing for Diabetes has been advertising on this podcast, they've begun to get donations from all over the globe? I can't thank you enough. And they can't either. But they would like to try by showing you pictures and videos of adorable children dancing. It's at dancingfordiabetes.com. It's dancingthenumber4diabetes.com. They also have a great Instagram and Facebook page. You should go check it out. Thank you so much for supporting them. I want to go back to sort of what what I was I'm hearing a little bit about the the anxiety and stuff. So yeah. what what so far what I've heard from you is kind of goes back to an episode from a couple of weeks ago. Like you worry about things before they're real, right? Right, and and that but but the difference between someone doing that consciously and someone having anxiety or you know depression it's it's a different road and so you know so if it's just someone being dramatic and panicking you can say to them like worry is a waste of imagination you know and that's a that's a reasonable thing to tell somebody like snap out of it stop doing that right right but if you're a person who lives with anxiety that's just me saying something to you it's not valuable in any way and so right. that is more what I was hoping to talk about today, which is yeah. when you actually have a, you know, a clinical diagnosis or you right. are a person who know you live with this anxiety, how, does, how do you negotiate these things? And have you found a way to yet? Um, you know, when I'm taking good care of myself, I, you know, I do all the things that everybody is supposed to do, eat right, get enough sleep. Um, for me, meditating really helps. Just mm-hmm. having that, you know, even if it's literally thirty seconds of clear your mind, you know, you know, stop it, literally stop it. Um, trying to live in the moment. It's you know, all those platitudes—they're there for a reason. And so, when I really try to do that and just really just take a breath, and you know, I have two amazing daughters who are just phenomenally hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, who do, you know, who are good people, you know, and I have a husband who puts up with me in all my craziness and I have, you know, I have my own business and, you know, I own a house, you know, I just go through all these things to be thankful for. So you stop yourself and you just remind yourself that things aren't nearly as bad as they feel. Is that right? And and that there's a lot of good that you, you're not recognizing always. Exactly. Because. My mind wants to. It's like it's programmed to, you know, like some people are programmed to be, I don't know, authors or, you know, race car drivers or whatever. My mind's programmed to think of worst case scenarios. (laughs) 
You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. What if our jet plane crashes into that volcano? We don't own a jet plane, but what if we get one? And it, yeah, exactly. right, right. That yeah. kind of stuff. And I, yeah. I'll tell you, if you've listened to these podcasts going back over these hundred and however many episodes, I have spoken to people sometimes who you can tell while they're talking that their anxiety is in control, right. that they don't have the ability to stop it. And, and the answer isn't, well, be less anxious. The answer is, how do I cope with who I am in this situation? Right. Uh, right. And that's really what I think you were reaching out and asking. Like you, you, what you were wanted was I, I need to click on one of these downloads where right, someone right. tells me they're really anxious and this is how they handle it. Not how exactly. they, not how they fixed it. Is that right? Right. Right. And you know, yes, because get online and you see, you know, there's things like Facebook or even the podcast are double edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you can identify I think you've even talked about this before, too. You know, people are like, oh, my God, I'm up and it's the middle of the night, you know. Um, look at my number. It's 40, going straight down. And that's great in the moment because, like, okay, I'm not the only one in the whole universe who's dealing with this. Right. But there's never, the, there's very rarely the next step. Yeah, there's no value so, past that. Yes, yes. And that's what I was kind of looking for. I mean, there's, because we're such a unique subset. I mean, how many people have T1D, right? Mm -hmm. how many, and how many parents are dealing with this? And here's, okay, and then this is where my mind is not healthy. Okay. I actually have a dear friend. I met her when our oldest so, were babies. It's like a new mom's group. Mm -hmm. And her daughter was diagnosed. She was less than two. So and her so, whole life, you've known a person whose child has had type one. Type one, right? Yeah. And did you ever go to her for help or anything like oh, that? Oh, we're in the hospital, you know. And I, I email her, and literally in the middle of the night, um, here we are, and this is what's happening. But don't worry, don't you don't need to come over, and you because I'm worried about her and her lack of sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> but now I worry about my crap and her crap too. Okay, that's, you know. That's really. Interesting, really, because there is a moment there where most people would be like, listen, if there's anything you can offer me in the way of advice, yeah. I'd, I'd like to hear it. And you were like, no, you must be tired from your kid having <laughs> diabetes. Exactly. You have anxiety enough for her and for you. Right, right. <laughs> and we actually just met last week for coffee. And it's so funny because we've always been good friends. Mm -hmm. But I walk into the, the establishment and because there's – Literally, like, 10 of us who've stayed friends since this class, since oh, this cool. is Genevieve's age, yeah. But not all of us get together all the time. Mm -hmm. So most of them are ordering coffee, and she goes, and I just complain for a minute. And I'm like, go for it. Yes, <laughs> please. I listen to yeah. a podcast I wish they would curse on, but they don't. <laughs> so. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, who was it that you were like, going to take a while to edit because... You know, we did curse think, a couple of times. Yeah. 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 There's part of me that thinks I want it to be good for kids to listen to, which is exactly. one of the reasons. And I know that yeah. I say sometimes that I, I curse like almost consistently through my life. Like I am genuinely amazed when I talk to somebody for an hour in this podcast and I haven't cursed. I sometimes I finished. I'm like, wow, what an accomplishment. Um, <laughs> but there, I wish there was a way in iTunes to just make one of them explicit so I could have somebody on and we could just have like a, like a, a yeah. complaining session like that. But there, you either right. have to make the whole show explicit or the whole show clean. So I can't do that. Um, no, but, I but you guys here. got together for coffee and you did that. Oh yeah. 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 And it was just, you know, and it was just a whole new bonding experience. 
Mm-hmm. And like a month before that, I had actually emailed her and go, okay, I know I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy. I would, I feel bad contacting you when I have a question because you are not the, you know, authority just because you've been doing it longer. And she just emailed back going, yeah, you are crazy. You can always <laughs> ask me about anything, you know? And so, you know, yeah, when I, when I emailed you and said, hey, that's really, I, you know, because I feel like I'm learning so much okay. from the podcast and from your other listeners, you know, when they, when you have conversations with them, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, you know, there's, maybe I am doing much better than I think because my anxiety is telling me I'm crazy. Um, what well, is interesting, you know. isn't it? That your daughter's uh, 16 managing her blood sugar, mostly on her own. And her A1C yeah. you said was really, is, I thought very good. And so what is it you're worried about? Like, and, and so, then you, but you did, you mentioned it earlier. Let me, let me stop myself. I shouldn't have even asked the question. Right. You're now worried about college, which is like probably it's, two and a half years from now. Well, right? it's, well, it's a, a year from now, okay, a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. From, a year and a yeah. half from now. Yeah, come now. on, Scott. See, look, but see, you just did it there. What really is the difference yeah. between a year and a half from now and two and a half years I from know, now? The right? point is it's a long time from now. It's not tomorrow, Susan. <laughs> It's not right. see. And that so much can happen between now and then that and I, yeah. I now I'm going to be cliched and I'm going to go back to the title of one of those old episodes by the time somebody hears this one. Worry is a waste of imagination because you're worried about something a year and a half from now that might work itself out in that year right. and a half. You could yeah, be thinking about something actually important right now. Right. Right. Well, what like would, my taxes that I still haven't done. Well, I was just going to say if if you weren't riddled with anxiety <laughs> What what should you be thinking about right now? I should probably be thinking about like, uh, do I have food for dinner tonight? Do you know finishing my taxes, which are like ninety percent done, but I can't seem to get them done. Um, going to the gym, right? You and know. so my bigger question is: is ignoring those things also causing you anxiety? Sure, because uh, that's called being an adult. You are right? in a cycle of insanity. Which, I by know, the way, right? we might call this episode "Cycle of Insanity," but probably not. It. But 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 so, but there's a there's a that to me, when you said you have somebody to talk to about this, I said no. When I said to have you on, you had to realize that at some point we were going to get into like trying to figure out how you oh, yeah. could do better. And so that's my first thought as a unlicensed, unqualified <laughs> therapist through a podcast, which is literally as meaningless as talking to a wall, but. And no advice whatsoever, because that's not legal. We don't give advice here on the Juice no. Box Podcast. Uh-huh. That's right. And But here's what it sounds like to me, is that by by worrying about the future, you stop yourself from considering the present, mm-hmm. which then also causes you more anxiety, which totally makes it impossible for you to find that quiet place where you can remember that things are going better than you think, that you have a lot of good stuff in your life, and that you're, it's not all doom and gloom. And right. And so... The, then I think in my mind, your your answer should be that you really have to force yourself to only think about today and tomorrow. Like do, right. that, do that for a little while until you right. can get yourself out of that cycle. And then because if you get rid of this today anxiety about the taxes and the gym and all that stuff you should be doing and what's for dinner, then maybe you will be more focused on the blood sugars not have a 300 that gets you up to one o'clock in the morning that has a blood sugar of 50 overnight, which then makes you worry the next day about the next day. You have to somewhere, you have to start clean. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to just push everything off your desk and go, I don't care what any of this is. I'm throwing it out and we're going to start over again. Because if yes. not, you can't. It's too – life is too bang, bang. It happens too quickly. You, you, you'll never lose the triggers from today that trigger tonight, mm-hmm. that trigger tonight, that trigger tomorrow, that cause bad blood sugars, that cause anxiety, that cause you not to go right. to the gym, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So how do you do that? Right. No, not right. You got to tell me. <laughs> if you find yourself wondering, what is my blood sugar? We're thinking, I hope my daughter's blood sugar is not going up today. I hope it's not going down. I hope it's staying steady. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I wonder, I wonder. If you find yourself hoping and wondering, you don't need to do that. Because Dexcom can take out the wonder. And add in wonder. See how wonder can be used two different ways in the English language? What a messed up language, huh? Like you wonder about something, like you think about it and decide, I can't decide if this is true or not because I don't have enough information. That's wondering. But then wonder, like all bright-eyed and like, oh my God, this is amazing. Same word, spelled the same way. What a messed up language. I'll be halfway through the ad. Sorry, Dexcom. If you want to know what someone's blood sugar is doing or what your blood sugar is doing, which direction it's moving in, how fast it's going, the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor is right for you. Not only is it FDA approved to make treatment decisions, that's give yourself insulin without a finger stick, but it shows you what your blood sugar is and how fast it's moving or if it's moving at all. Imagine to know that your blood sugar is 90 and steady instead of having it be 90 when you check it with a finger stick and then wonder, I don't know, is it about to fall? Is it about to go up? I'll never know because I only know what I'm testing, but not with Dexcom. Dexcom is continuous. That's the C in the CGM. And you know what else it does? It shares loved ones' blood sugars with anyone you want. So for instance, I know what Arden's blood sugar is right now while she's at school. And you could too. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox with the links in these show notes at juiceboxpodcast.com and get started today. Don't wonder anymore. Be full of wonder. You're like, yes, right, Scott. How do I do that? No, 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 no. After going through it like that and thinking about it in a real kind of nuts and bolts way, like, what do you think your first step should be? Well, you know, you're absolutely right. I do need to literally, like, clean slate and just start fresh. And And stop yourself sometimes. Right, yes. And sometimes I'm really good about that. You know, I, I physically say, stop it. And I, and I think what has happened is that I've gotten into this bad cycle in the last two years. Um, it's, it's almost as if diabetes has triggered me again somehow. Because I used to not, I was, I go in cycles about how bad this is, but mm-hmm. it's gotten, I literally had a friend tell me one day, you are out of control. You are literally spinning out of control. Okay. And I was able to stop it for a little while and I found it amping up again. And, so maybe you um, just have to understand that it's going to ramp up. Because like I said, this isn't just you having a uh, – this isn't yeah. just an academic conversation. You do – you are a person with anxiety. So so maybe you have to just realize that when it's, when you see it ramp up, you have to start over and, and, and clean slate. And I'll tell you, it's funny. As we're talking, it just occurred to me that I say to my wife all the time or on the podcast, like there are times when when you get on that like roller coaster with your blood sugars, the only mm-hmm. answer is to stop. Like stop eating – You know, no more carbs until we can get back to a steady place and start over again. Because some some roller coasters you can't stop. 
uh, you can right. you can only get off them. And so, yeah. and you know, it's not like you. I think this is very similar in that, like maybe you can't. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Maybe you can't stop it from ever happening, but maybe you need to recognize sooner. Okay, this is this is a start over need, like right here. Like I have to start over right, right. now, and even if that's every day, do you know what I mean? Like me, even if it I de- do, you know what I mean? Yes. Maybe that's why people meditate in the morning. I don't know. And, You're just I'm, making me I mean, very happy. I don't have anxiety. But, that's. I mean, as yeah. we're talking about it, I'm like, God, I'm so grateful. And I don't mean to joke about this. Right. I'm just no, so no, grateful absolutely. I don't feel that way. You, you know, because yeah. it, it is, it does feel insurmountable as you're talking about it. But at the same time, you can't let it be that. You're going to have to find a way to knock it back right. and start over again. Right. Well, and it doesn't do anybody any good. Is the I and intellectually, I know this. Like, yeah. I, all the preparing in the world is not going to – the zombies are still going to come. Right, right. You know? It is the saddest so. part of listening to you talk, and I don't – you're not bumming me no. out. But, like, it, it, it's that the it, – that it's not controllable. Like, that it's not – it's not just, oh, like you said, academically, like, I understand this, so it should happen. Yeah. And right. it, it really is – I mean, there's a ton of stuff in life like that. Like, I'm pretty sure I understand I shouldn't have had an Oreo last night, but I totally – Right. Do. Yeah, yeah. And so right? it, it – it, hmm. And, you this know, is and not I, helpful I've to been you, on, though, is it? Well, no, it is. It is because, you know, in the past, I've been on meds in the past, mm-hmm. and they have been helpful. But it, those, even then, they don't make things go away. They just make things more manageable. Okay. At the end of the day, I have to learn coping skills to manage. I can't, the only way for meds to make them go away is for you to be so doped up you're you're a zombie. Yeah, right. That's not, that's, that's, and that's different, not living either. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you don't, you're not looking being for a that. mother, you know, I don't, I can't. Well, and then I guess yeah. the more important part is, is that you only have a year and a half left to, here, watch, I'll, I'll add to your anxiety. You have, a, you have a year, <laughs> sorry, Susan, you have a year and a half left to set a good example for your daughter before she leaves for school. Right. Right. Yes. And that might yes. be the most important part of this. Maybe you won't ever be okay. But you really do need to do everything you can do to send her out in the world with these tools. Because once she gets there without them, I mean, that's, that's the thing you should really be worried about, right? Is, is staying on this path and then her leaving on this path. So if you need a way to shock yourself back into like, you know, reality over and over again, maybe that's the focus you use. It's like, I, I need to do this for her, uh, no, you know, for me you're too. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Hold on. I'm, I'm having a moment. Hold on a second. Sorry. Whew. No, that's okay. If you're going to um, cry, do it on know. the microphone so people can hear you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me sniff my nose. You know, that big old, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to make any grand pronouncements about the podcast right now, uh, remind people to subscribe at the end of it while you're sniffling. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, you know, the whole thing started with talking to Genevieve about blood sugars and maybe trying to get them a little more under control. Mm-hmm. Was you hadn't had a podcast. You've said it multiple times, but it was the first time I had heard it. Okay. Um, about how you talk about, um, you want Arden to be her authentic best self. Yeah. Right. And so I was telling Genevieve about that, and we started talking about, you know, when she's high, she's really anxious. When she's low, she gets into these deep, dark depressions. Mm-hmm. And she actually really that first year, she really struggled with depression, and she's still not. At least not to me. She doesn't articulate why or where she was with that. But, um, 
you know, we both know that when she keeps her blood sugar between like, you know, like 90 and 120, that is, that's my girl. Yeah, right. And anything outside those numbers, she starts being the crazy teenager as opposed to Genevieve. No, it just, yeah, it ramps everything up in one way or the other. It just throws your, it throws off the, I mean, listen, it's not, it's, it's not that hard to understand, right? Your brain right. needs a certain level of, of sugar to work properly. And when you give it too much or too little, you get weird effects like mm-hmm. the ones you described. And so, and you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then, and then the anxiety comes and then the anxiety mm-hmm. makes the managing the diabetes harder, which keeps you with the blood sugars. And that's why these tools for the blood sugars are probably, I, I'm hoping, valuable too, which is Extremely. Just, yeah, like nuts and bolts ways to, mm-hmm. you know, like just kind of stay ahead of things. So you don't have to sometimes think too much about it. You just have to remember, you know, a, a mantra saying, I just need to be bold here. Or, you know, it's, it, I'd rather right. deal with a low than a high. Like that kind of like stuff that we talk about in the podcast that I hope yeah. – makes day-to-day stuff, you know, it's always my goal that you don't think about it as much, that it's just like, oh, this is the situation, this thing applies here. and Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I think what I've done, talking to you, I'm kind of talking it out myself. That was the point of having you on, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that when Uh, I had you on. I'm like, she'll talk herself right through it in an hour, it'll be fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and and then you'll put me up for your amusement. Exactly. (laughs) No, That's it's for good. other people to learn like you learn. Other people's amusement. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Um, but I have started, I've just kind of transferred some of my anxiety into her numbers. Okay. Like, I can't control them. Right? It, my anxiety is around things I can't control, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just need to be me. I can't, I'm not her numbers. I'm not, you know, her A1C is not a grade on me. Uh, you know, we're two separate people. Yeah, I, I think that one of the biggest things I did for myself and in conjunction then be, did for Arden was, and and I was able to do it more as just like a cognitive decision where it might not be the same for you, but I was able to say that to myself. Like, okay, when something goes, and that's why you hear me talk about on the podcast like this now. Yeah. When something goes wrong, it can't be wrong. Like, I can't think of it as a mistake right. or, or a mess up. It has to just be all right, that happened. Here's what I learned from it. I'll, I'll use that later. So something like this doesn't happen again and, and leave it behind. And I don't know if that's just me luckily being able to do that with my personality, but I didn't do it at first. I can tell you that I can tell you that in the beginning, these things all piled on top of me like wet blankets and, you know, worse and worse and worse. And, and I don't know, just one day I realized if I don't do this, I'm going to make myself crazy and I'm going to kill her. You know, right. so I, yeah. I have I have to do this, and there's yes. plenty of things in life, whether you have anxiety or depression or you're or you don't or you have any other number of things going on. There are plenty of moments in life, as an adult and sometimes as a child, that you have to throw the gauntlet down for yourself and say, if I don't do this, I'm not going to follow follow a path with my life that that's going to be valuable, as far as I can tell. And some right. pe- some people do it, and some people don't. You know, yeah. so I think in the end, it, that's your, that's it. It's like, you have to decide, like, am I going to, whatever my demons are, am I going to push past them? Right, right. You know? And if you well, can, I do great. know, I, you know, one of my, I actually don't worry about lows anymore. And I attribute that to the podcast. How so? You know? um, First well, of all, what's low that you don't worry about? 
Right. 50. 50 used to, like, I I was, like, literally hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. Um, because 50 is really close to 40, and 40 is really close to the number, lo- the word low, which, you know, then what the hell are you, you know? Um, so that helps a lot. And, oh, and I'm just, we're just a couple pieces of candy or a juice box to normal, right? And yes, and I agree. Listen, obviously, I agree with you 100%. But of course, situationally, 50 falling really fast is you might want to panic then, <laughs> but, but not, not, you know, not panic like that, ah, but do something right. more specifically. Something, but if you drift yeah. down and hit a 50, and you're like, oh, okay, here's some stuff, and this will come back up again. That that's, I, I think that's healthy. And it needs to be listen, just yesterday at Arden's endo appointment, she pulls all this data up in front of me. And she goes, uh, I see a, a 62 here I don't like. And I said, yeah, I didn't like it either. I said, and she goes, well, what happened? I said, she has diabetes. We use man-made insulin. Right, that, right, That's right. what happened. Um, and so, you know, she looked at me and I looked back at her and I'm like, look, I got to be honest with you. I don't want my daughter's blood sugar to go under 70 if I can help it. I said, but I'm not going to get upset if it's 60. And I'm also not going to get up, upset if it's 60 for a little while, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not worried about that. Right. I said, you know, I don't want it to go below there. And when it gets to 50, I, you know, I, we're definitely, everything ramps up a little bit. But I'm not running around with my, my hair on fire. I also try to avoid it at all costs. Like you should understand right. the other side of it. But you can't yeah. point to a 62 in this graph and tell me what happened here. Because if you don't know what happened here, you shouldn't be in the room with me. You know? I know. Yeah. But things like, yes, exactly. Who's the one with the five degrees? Yeah, yeah. And, right. and by the way, and she understood. And it, we, yeah. it was gone like that. You know? Yeah. And she said, uh, maybe a temp basil there would have helped. I said, I think it definitely would have. You're 100% yeah. right. And I'll think about it next time. I appreciate it. And that was right? sort of the end. That was the end of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've had to turn off the high alarm um, because this goes back to letting Genevieve manage her diabetes. Okay. Um, and me trying to step back and actually trying to alleviate some of the anxiety mm-hmm. because Genevieve has always had a habit of managing it really well during the day. She comes home after school and it's like she forgets that she has diabetes. Okay. And um, so then I was, I felt it was just one more thing for me to harp on, you know, pick up your socks, your homework, check your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, why did you do that? Bolus, 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 woman, bolus, please. So let me ask you, you know. a question. I'm going to stop you for a second. Yeah. You said she gets good grades. Mm-hmm. Well, stop bugging her about her homework then. Let that go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and yeah. so what if there's some socks on the floor? Let that go too. Like, give yourself a break from that stuff. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, find ways to... Find ways to like give yourself permission to not worry about things that in the end aren't going to matter. Aren't going to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I like a clean house. My house is clean right now. Um, but it also looks lived in. There's pots on the countertop. There's, you know, there's a, a basket full of half, you know, finished clothes on next to my bed. Right. Like, we live in this house. Yeah. You know, you know there, there are no people oh, here yeah. taking care of us. So there's always going to be that right. level of that. And I, and with, I'll tell you too, the decision I made with my son as he was going off towards college, which he's now, you know, just a couple months away from leaving, I kept thinking like, all right, like he's not great at this, but he's going to be gone soon. So I need to put more of this on him and let him see what happens when it doesn't work out. It's not like it's going to get fixed right away, 
But at least he right. won't find out all these things in a wash on his first week at college. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it is really, as much as it's been your job to be like Genevieve, homework, 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 homework for all these years, it's now your job to stop saying it. Like it's, yeah. it's now your job to tell her, hey, look, I think you're a great kid. I love how your grades are. I'm not going to be up your butt as much about homework, but I need you to know that I am going to check back in on it once in a while. And I'm, I have an expectation that you're going to continue on the path you're on right now. Don't, don't, right. don't, you know, do yourself the favor of, of, of continuing like this. And I'm going to do you the favor of not watching anymore. Right. Yeah. And I have been much better about that. That, that does help. And that's where I turned from. She has alarms, but I don't mm-hmm. anymore about the high. Okay. Um, and that has helped my anxiety because, um, my dad died a very slow death of type two diabetes unmanaged. Right. Um, and so like when, you know, when you hear people talk about, Oh, how am I going to get my kid to understand the high will, you know, over the course of time, will do this to their body. Genevieve saw it happen. Right. Saw it happen to her opa. But that doesn't even listen. But it doesn't register to a six. Of course not. Even yeah. even though she's seen it. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "That's him, not me." And exactly. That's listen again. You know how many people who smoke go to the doctor and like, "Hey, I went to the doctor. Nothing was wrong. Smoking doesn't affect me the way it affects everyone else." Like, oh yeah, right. sure it doesn't. Yeah. And so right? you know, and 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 I get that. But again, if her A one Cs are good, why are you worried about that? Right. I'm going to leave all that silence in when I edit this together so that everyone can hear you go, oh, yeah, I don't know. Why why am I worried about that? And so so worry about the things that need to be worried about. There's plenty of stuff in the world that needs to be worried about. I'm sure, you know, like, so in your world, don't don't waste time on the stuff that's working well. I mean, that would be like literally if I, I got done with you here, I walked through my house into my kitchen which has now been standing since 2010 when we remodeled this house. And if I looked at the cabinets in the wall and thought, oh, I hope they don't fall today. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. Oh, yeah, I really hope the cabinets don't fall off the wall today. Why would I worry about that? You, you know what True. I mean? Like you can yeah. – it, it really is – it's where you're going to find your peace is to, yeah. is to just put your effort – and stop thinking of it as worry, by the way. Put your effort into the things that need your effort. And the things that don't need your effort don't need your effort. They work. They just work. I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, has this ever been a problem in our life? And she goes, no. And I'm like, well, why are you expecting it to be? Right. You know, like That doesn't make any sense. We've never had an issue with this for as long as we've known each other. Why would you think that today's the day? And, and mm-hmm. by the way, Susan, if today's the day, then deal with it then. You know, right. like, like it's, yeah. it's interesting. You are, you almost have the, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it concept backwards. Yes, I do. You, I do. Right. Like, yeah, you, I the, have. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, it's like I have created my own Swiss army knife of useless crap. <laughs> really? It's interesting. You are a Swiss army knife of useless crap. And so, yeah. <laughs> because, because I mean, seriously, I'll cross that bridge when it come when I come to it about my taxes. That's a bad idea. The taxes idea you need to get to right away because that really is a thing that's happening and that has a time sensitive situation. My right. daughter's not going to understand high blood sugars and how it's going to kill her like my father, but her A one C is seven. That's 
really not right. something you should be thinking that's, about. That, that's kind of that's that's the definition of crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, it really is. It might be a little bit, but but at the yeah. same time, and I see how listen not to laugh because it's also no, it's, ho- okay. it's a horror to like see it and not yeah and not be able to just stop. I mean that again. It's what's going to stick with me when you and I get done talking today is is that this has been a really great upbeat conversation about a really kind of like dark idea, but right it, when it sticks with me later, all I'm going to realize is wow, she is a bright woman who understood and still couldn't like stop herself from worrying that the cabinets were going to fall off the wall. Like that's insane. (laughs) Right. It really is. It really is. It really comes down to at some point you have, I said it the other day on a, on an episode. I love this idea that uh, a couple of times a year, uh, frozen urine from an airplane falls and kills somebody. (laughs) It happens statistically, right? Right. But could you imagine if you wandered your entire life thinking frozen urine is <laughs> going to fall on my head and kill me in a second? What a waste that would be. And and right. and, and it really yep. – I mean I don't know what your motivating factor will be to get you back to clean slate faster. But that's what right. – in my mind, that's what you need to do is you need to remember that you have to clean slate it sometimes. There's going to be stuff that's going to pop into your head that you can't fix and make go away. So you just have to throw it out. And, okay, so and recognize it ha- soon enough that it doesn't pile up to where you can't see the desk. I, I now have a new measuring stick. Go ahead. I'm just going to call it the frozen the frozen urine measuring frozen stick. Frozen urine. <laughs> yeah. I am not going to worry about frozen urine falling on my head today. That yeah. maybe is what you should say to yourself when you wake up in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to measure it against that. and Which one would be more likely? Yeah. Well, some of my scenarios of the urine would probably be more likely. I have to tell you that now that I've really considered this, it's very possible I'm just going to call the episode "Frozen Urine Won't Fall on Me," and so <laughs> it just—it really. I mean, it really is. There, yeah. are, there are a billion things that go. Like, I'll tell you something. I so I bought, we bought the house that was this tiny like shack, basically, right? And we always knew one day we're going to be more successful and we're going to knock this shack down because this is great property and we're going to build this better house, which we eventually were able to do. On the corner of this little thousand square foot house that we bought originally was this oak tree. And I had the luck one day of being outside a long time, years and years ago, working on my house. And this old man pulls up, pulls in my driveway and he says, hi, how are you? Um, my name is blah, blah, blah. I built this house with my brother and I lived in it for many years and raised my family here. And I was like, oh my gosh, so great to meet you. He's in his sixties. Then he walked around the property with me. There's this long line of bushes that he loved. And I thought, I felt so bad because I was, I genuinely had had already rented a machine to rip them out of the ground, but it just (laughs) hadn't been delivered yet. Right. And, and then he told me about, I have these, uh, a couple of these great oak trees, uh, these oak trees on my property. And this one that's right on the corner of the house and he tells me, one day my wife and I drove to the farm, and he points back to where there are houses now behind me. He goes, there used to be a farm back there. We drove with my, my car and a shovel. We dug up this little sapling. I planted it there, and here it is now. It's got to be, no lie, 15 or 20 feet around at its base. It is this huge, healthy, amazing tree. And Susan, if it ever falls, it's going to kill every one of us. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's right on the corner of my house, right at Arden's bedroom, right? And, and <laughs> we had some bad weather this season and, like, really high winds and stuff like that. And Arden looks at me and goes, is my tree going to be okay? And I went, absolutely. 
And then I walked out and I never thought about it again. <laughs> because right, right, right. what am I going to do? Am I going to yeah. am I going to sell the house? Am I going right. to like am I going to go out there right now and cut down a 100 foot tall tree? Like what am I what are, I, it's pro- yeah. it's been there for since that old man was 20 and he planted it. It's fine. It's never fallen. I pay somebody every couple of years to take the dead branches out of it so they don't fall on my house. I can't worry about that oak tree. Like right. I can't. If that oak tree is what kills me, then then that's it how I di- that's be. how I die then. I but I right. can't spend my time worrying about it. And if I can't stop thinking about that oak tree falling and killing me, then it is incumbent incumbent upon me to either cut it down or sell this house and move. But I'm not going to live in it every day wondering if the oak tree is going to fall in my house. That's right. it. I, can't, I can't bring myself to waste my time like that because Susan the one thing that offends me more than anything else is wasted time. It really mm. it burns my ass in a way that like I hate having conversations with people where they're lying and I know they're lying and they know I'm yes. lying. I'm like, yes. why are we doing this? I could have a heart attack at any second. This is how I'm going to use my last couple of seconds. I had an Oreo right. last night. I can't make it you much might- longer. Like, like, you know, like that, that kind of thing. I, I frozen just, urine might hit you right there urine, talking. To- well, yeah. yeah, I just don't. I can't abide wasted time. And at the moment, you are a delightful person with two wonderful girls and a husband who's probably a saint from this conversation, I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. and, and I don't want you to waste your time with that. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right. So I don't know how are we going to end this because we're at an hour and I don't know what to do. Yeah. No, I. you know, just, just hearing someone else say that, I'm a, you know, that I'm a delightful person, but that I'm wasting time because I t- wasted time. You can ask anybody. Mm-hmm. That is a big annoyance for me. Sure. And because there's so much to be done in the day, mm-hmm. there's so many things to worry about. Yep. You know, uh, so many planes fly over my head. Um, <laughs> exactly. And Susan, listen, <laughs> when you get done with this later and you realize your husband should have told you this 10 years ago, don't be mad at him. He still wants to have sex with you. I don't have that problem. <laughs> Right. So I don't have to worry about that. So I'm able to say whatever I want to you. If you think I could say this to my wife, you're out of your mind. Okay. Yeah, no worries about what's going to happen there. Right? I tried to bring up to my wife the other day. She comes to, oh my God, I hope she never hears this. She comes downstairs. My wife has a, when my wife's period comes, her sense of smell like jumps. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So she comes downstairs, thinks she smells something is like a mad person, like stomping around and everything. I don't smell anything. I don't know what she's talking about. Um, and I stop her and I just go, like I said very thoughtfully, I'm not even kidding you. I, I wasn't joking with her or anything. I just said, hey, you know, your period's coming in a couple of days. You know how your sense of smell gets. I think that might just be what's going on. Let me, and I was going to say, like, let me take the trash out in case, you know, there's a banana yeah. peel at the bottom that your super sniffer is finding, you know, or something right. like that. And I couldn't even get those words out of my mouth. She looked at me like I killed our children. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I was just trying to be honest with you. What a mistake that was. It ruined the next two hours of my life, which is why your poor husband has not said this to you before. But why, <laughs> but why I'm able to, because yeah. I have no expectation that you and I ever are going to have sex. <laughs> that would be a feat in and of itself, having being on the opposite coast. Well, you would think. And so, but <laughs> no, but, but seriously, like, I think what you were saying is right. Yeah. Is it, sometimes you just need somebody to say something that you, yeah. that you know already. So I've done yeah. nothing here today is what I'm saying. Eh. Oh, well. You did. You, you, oh, well. 
at least that's another hour closer to death. We're good. Um, but no, seriously, like, like, do you think like, so I feel like I should say something like more clinically valuable. Like if this conversation was helpful to you, do you think that talking to a therapist once in a while is your answer? Or what do you, what are you thinking is, I, I really want to know what this last hour made you yeah. consider. What my, I really need to not just say I need to take care of myself, but actually do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Like I know what I need to do. I just need to, to make the time for myself to do it. Like instead of worrying about whether or not, you know, Genevieve's going to be a 7.1 versus a 6.9 A1C. Yeah. I, I, I should go to the gym right. and sweat it out or, you know, go to the movies or whatever it is I need to do for myself at that moment, as opposed to just sitting there mulling poop over. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider this too. Like as you're talking about A1Cs, Arden got hers mm-hmm. yesterday as a five, nine, the time before yeah. the time before that it was a six, two in my mind. I don't see any difference between a five, nine and a six, two. It, that's my point too. It's yeah. like really Susan serious. Right. And you shouldn't hear five, nine and six, two, and then think of your seven, one and go, Oh my God, what a horror. It's not a horror. Think of it. This, no. Think of it this way. The things that are encumbering you that are probably leading to your A1C being a little higher than mine is, are the things I'm not encumbered by. So your, your answer isn't to worry more. Your answer is to worry less. And then the A1C comes with it. And, right. and, and I, I do say this a lot. I hope people believe me. The less you think about diabetes, once you've got the plan, the easier it is. And the easier it is, the less stress that comes with, the less stress, the less anxiety, the less worry. It all, it, it, it's almost, I simplified it down to these ideas. I follow these ideas. If it doesn't go the way I expect, I just start over again in my mind. And, right. and that freedom has allowed me not to panic and worry. I, I'll tell you, there are, I used to cry out, like, you know, randomly. You know, yeah. about, and, and that doesn't happen to me anymore. Right. It just, it's, it's such a wonderful thing. It is something that I genuinely believe you and anybody listening will get to at some point. Yes. Yes. Like I almost think I, I've been thinking lately about not even having the, the share app on my phone. Um, but the concern there is I am the, the care, the nighttime caretaker if she were to go low. Susan, I don't think having the information is your anxiety. I think it's how you deal with it that's your anxiety. Because you, if uh, it's not there, you're just going to worry about it still, right? Probably. Yeah. I just yeah. don't have any data to show whether or not. Don't, out, don't outsmart yourself. Like, seriously. Like, you yeah. know, I, listen, if I'm you, yeah. and I'm not you, if I'm you, I go to the weekends, and on the weekends, I push her, her high threshold down to 130, and I tell her, look, every time we hit this 130, we're going to nudge it back a little bit. Until that becomes her commonplace, and then you mm. want to wor- you want to stop worrying that her blood sugar is going to get high. Reinforce the idea that we don't let it get high, and then right. and then once that becomes the 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 way things go, then that's where your that's where the anxiety goes away. I have not looked at Arden's blood sugar once since you and I have been talking. Not right. once. I haven't even considered it. And I'm going to yeah. pull it up now for you. It's eighty four. Not only cool. is it 84, but it's been between 70 and 134 the last 12 hours. Yeah. And I haven't really thought about it much at all. And there's a pump change in there. And so right. and and so the point isn't that I'm better at it than you are because I'm not. 
the point is, is that I've gotten to a place that you're not at yet. No. Well, and here's the other kicker is that I don't have any, in reality, I have no control over Genevieve's numbers mm-hmm. because she takes care of it all. Right. Yeah. Yes. So why am I even freaking out? I have no idea, Susan. Because <laughs> I am just, I'm just all kinds of special. That's why. I guess I, listen, I, I, I genuinely think that it's something you can do. Can we keep in touch? I'd love to know more Absolutely. about how this is going. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say goodbye here. Uh, and okay. thank you because we're at like an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for coming on doing this. Oh, no worry. Dexcom Omnipod and Dancing for Diabetes. Much love. Thank you for supporting the show. Go to MyOmnipod.com forward slash juicebox, Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, or dancing the number four diabetes.com to learn more about the sponsors. Thank you so much to Susan for coming on and sharing so openly. That was amazing. There are a few more weeks left in 2018. We are going to finish up strong this year. A lot of great episodes, including and Get ready when I tell you this. You might want to hold on to something. If you're washing dishes, don't get near like a sharp knife right now. If you're walking through the grocery store, let's not bang into an old lady. Listen to this right here. Coming soon to the Juice Box Podcast in December of 2018, the star of ABC's Blackish, Anthony Anderson. Oh, that's right. This is the podcast that delivers. There's a couple other ones, but I mean, honestly, you know, this is the best one.